This is Life, Body, Business, Impact with Fatima. Welcome, friends. I am so grateful to have you here. I'm your host, Fatima Ingalls, fitness expert, best-selling author, lifestyle entrepreneur, founder of the Life, Body, Business, Fit Systems, and co-founder of the amazing Freedom Retreats. My mission is to positively impact 10 million lives, to inspire you to wake up and live from your bucket list of dreams instead of waking up one day with a bucket list of regrets. Get ready to be inspired with weekly episodes and interviews that disrupt your thinking and motivate you to build your best life, body and business. To change one life is to change many. So come with me now and let's get started with yours. Hello friends and welcome to the show and yet another interview with a woman many describe in one word as simply being powerful. Today I'm chatting with global entrepreneur Hazel Harrington. Now I had the pleasure of meeting Hazel in California late last year and then again at a mastermind in Florida. I was impressed by Hazel's poise, her passion and her purpose and I absolutely adore her accent. She's a mother of three. She's a business consultant and property investor who has shared the stage with the likes of people like Patrice Motsepi, not sure if I'm saying that correctly, but Patrice is Africa's first black billionaire, the property mogul Hugh Hilton, and South African billionaire Jenna Clifford, just to name a few people. Hazel is also a philanthropist and she's a member of UN Women Australia. She has an absolute passion to equip and empower women in poverty to start their own small, successful businesses. Now, to date, she has empowered more than 12,000 women to become economically independent and self-sufficient. I think that is absolutely amazing. She's a woman of strong faith. Hazel, thank you for joining me today. I would love to begin by sharing with our audience your background. So who is Hazel Harrington? Thank you, um, Fatima, for the uh, fantastic uh, introduction. Well, Fatima, Hazel Harrington is a Zimbabwean, um, currently based in Australia, a mum of three, a global entrepreneur and international brand ambassador for Zimbabwe. And my story is an absolutely exciting one uh, from a, a single mom traveling from Zimbabwe four years ago to Australia, um, went back to university, um, engaged a business coach, started speaking globally on platforms of millionaires, billionaires, celebrities, and now I have my own show on Blue Television and on channels such as Roku, Apple TV and Amazon Fire. Fantastic journey I've been on. That is absolutely amazing. And so, Hazel, you, you are a global entrepreneur and a mum. What is yes. a global entrepreneur? Okay, well, a global entrepreneur is an entrepreneur that has global experience, global exposure, global networks, and global clients. And basically, this is where an entrepreneur allows themselves to get the exposure by going to different countries and getting an, an open awareness of global issues. And they become more aware of what it's like to be a global citizen. And I truly believe that we've entered a season whereby doing business locally in your, in your country or just a neighboring country is just not enough because technology is advancing so fast. It's so easy to network with entrepreneurs all over the world. Travel has become easier. And so in, 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 in essence, global entrepreneurship 
is the way to go. I absolutely agree with that. I guess with with the internet, the age of the internet, and how fast communication is, we can have global businesses so much easier now than what we could 10 years ago. In terms of your global entrepreneurship, and you spoke about your speaking engagements and keynote speaking, what is it that is driving you? What's your purpose and passion when you're out there speaking? I'd love to hear more about that and for you to share a little bit more about that. Okay. Well, my passion is to equip, empower women and youth to become economically independent and self-sufficient. I've been in a situation where I've had nothing to put on the table, almost homeless, um, coming out of a, a successful marriage and uh, been single. And I know what it's like to start over again as a single mom. It is so difficult. And so when I came to Australia further my education, I made it a mission that I would, I would work so hard, educate myself, expose myself globally in business so that I could equip and empower the next woman. And it's not easy being a woman in business, especially from Africa. I've learned that we have to work extra hard. I've learned that because we're coming from a different culture, even when I travel globally, internationally, is that besides having to work extra hard and perform, you know, on levels that other people don't need to, it's it's important that even as I've been lifted up, as I've been empowered, to go back and empower others. Yeah, that, that's absolutely wonderful and amazing. And I guess I share a similar sort of experience being a single, a single mum and coming from a a successful relationship, marriage in terms of what people think success is from a financial perspective to then basically having to start all over again like you as a single mum of three. So I can completely relate and I know that there are so many women out there listening to this who can relate to what you've just shared. When you decided to come to Australia from Zimbabwe four years ago, what was the reason that you chose Australia? What happened for you to decide to move to Australia? Well, I was in a marriage for 10 years and to everybody this marriage was successful and there was nothing going wrong but behind closed doors it I wasn't so happy there was a lot of things going on and what's important is that when people are in a marriage when they're in a relationship we hide a lot and this is related to business as well is that we are running businesses and everybody thinks everything is going okay but it wasn't going okay I wasn't happy and I needed to make a choice whether I was going to stay in this unhappy marriage, move on to bigger and greater things, or stay stuck in this marriage and make everybody else happy. And it's important that, and I'm speaking to the women out there, is that it, I, I've been in a place where I'm married to somebody extremely successful, and you're so afraid of the embarrassment of what people will say, what people will think if you decide to get out of a marriage that's not working, where you're stuck, and because of maybe losing friends, or you know that the same you know you're not, you're not going to be as comfortable, or you may lose you may lose something but, uh, in terms of property and goods. But let me tell you um, is that I've never been more free than I am today. I am I'm happier because I I was so stuck. I was I was I was in a marriage that I, I used to shake sometimes when I'd have conversations with uh, my ex partner because I mean I would find a, a message in a phone and uh, there was uh, you know. Things weren't working out because of, uh, of uh, situations that are complicated, uh, other relationships, other relationships, other people involved in your relationship. And I used to have nervous breakdowns, just shaking, shaking, just by um, a phone ringing. And I realized, what am I doing? I'm going to end up maybe having high blood pressure. And, you know, I put everything into this marriage and it wasn't working. And I'm proud to say I gained the courage and the strength uh, to say, you know, this is not working and moved on and look at me. I'm a global entrepreneur 
impacting nations and a global brand ambassador and empowering women all over the world. That is absolutely amazing, Hazel. Thank you so much for sharing that. Again, that resonates so much to my own story and I'm certain to so many women that are listening. It sounds to me as if you chose you chose yourself, you chose freedom and, and you talked about keeping up, I guess, keeping up appearances and so many people these days, especially with social media, are keeping up appearances, whether it's in, you know, their personal life or, or their marriage or their business. And I think it actually makes people really quite unwell to be able to, to, to be having to, to feel as though they have to keep this facade up. Is that what was happening with you, that, like that you were having to keep up a facade? Absolutely. And Fatima, I'll tell you what, is that I put all my energy into the charities that I was running. I was distributing Bibles um, to prisons, to schools. I was doing feeding programs. So I was I was so miserable. I was so unhappy and stressed. Um, I, I, I'll tell you, I had so many sleepless nights where I'd get up in the morning at three o'clock and just get up and um, walk and go and pray in the lounge because, you know, when you are so stressed, depressed and unhappy, you also develop insomnia and it's, it begins to affect your health. So I'm glad you mentioned that. And my way of escape was putting all my energy into the charities, which I was so passionate about. And uh, unfortunately, we, we actually never were passionate about the same thing. So um, I still, although I put all my energy in these charities, I still found myself alone. So that's amazing what you actually did and the fact that you realized what was going on and had the courage, you used the word courage before, had the courage to decide to make a change and a massive change all the way from Zimbabwe to Australia and to completely change your life. And you were faced with a crossroads and you made a decision. And so often people are unhappy in their situation, whether it be a relationship, whether it be with the state of their physical health or their business, but they don't dig deep enough to find the courage to actually make a change. But when you do, the payoff can be absolutely phenomenal as you have um, illustrated to all of us here. What is your advice to people who are stuck and unhappy what is your one piece of advice for them my advice and i'm speaking to women that are listening right now you're stuck in a relationship you're stuck in a job that you're not happy with and you're putting up this facade for people and everybody thinks everything's okay and you are struggling emotionally and maybe you maybe you're actually going through domestic abuse verbal financial abuse and it's okay to talk to somebody. The first thing I'll say is that speak up, speak to somebody, talk to somebody because when you internalize all this, it begins to affect your body. I, I tell you, Fatima, I almost lost my eyesight, you know, being stressed and internalizing things. I just talked about how I would get up at night so stressed, thinking about my children. I was separated from my children. My children couldn't visit me in Australia and it hurt me so much being separated from my children and, you know, um, it, it, it began to affect my health. Um, the depression and when I finally started speaking to my mom and my family and then I mean it made things better it made things better but here's the thing is that I was still struggling you know when I wasn't talking about it when I was stuck in that marriage but getting the courage to speak to somebody getting the courage to say no this is not right are the first steps the second step is to be that it's okay to seek counseling I thought that it's embarrassing to go and see a counsellor and I was so grateful that when I started studying, somebody recommended that I go for counselling. It was okay because I had a, a young daughter who needed a, a mum that was mentally, when I say mentally, physically, you know what I mean, fit. Because when you're going through depression and all that stuff, you don't have time, you know, to comfort, love and give um, your children all the attention that they need. And 
going through counseling made me realize that I had my little girl with me and she needed all my focus, my attention and my love. And regardless of what I was going through, I needed to be 100% for her. So everything that I do today is for my daughter. And that when she sees mom and she she becomes um, a, a woman one day, she's six now, she'll know that mom's been through. She never quit. She got up and look at where she is today. And just that decision, so much respect for that because that decision will impact your daughter's life, potentially impact your daughter's life and so many others in a ripple effect because you have chosen to speak. You have chosen to prioritise your physical, mental and emotional health, which is something that I'm a huge advocate for and have been for the last eight and a half, nine years when I found myself in a similar position on my own as a widow with three sons and same as you, I had depression, I had autoimmune diseases, lots of issues just because the distress that I'd been living in and the stress had internalised and I one day realised that I am no good to my children if I'm not physically, mentally and emotionally well. And from that point on, I decided, like you, I sought I saw counselling and I was very open about it because I thought there should be no stigma around it. But I took care, I prioritised my um, exercise and health and nutrition because I realised that if I couldn't take care of myself first, how well was I able to take care of my children and what sort of a role model was I going to be for them to prioritise their own wellness? What, how was I going to produce in business? How successful was I going to be in my career or business or relationships if I wasn't pouring from a cup that was full or at least a cup that wasn't empty? Absolutely. So speaking to that in terms of, of your own care, aside from counselling, what did you do and what do you do now for self-care? Because you're a successful, obviously a successful entrepreneur, what do you do to keep your health in check? Yeah. Well, what I do is that I, and I got this advice from my counsellor because in order for me to be able to be active and to overcome all um, everything negative that was going on with me emotionally, I needed to exercise. Because when you exercise first thing in the morning, your day starts off right. You've exercised and I, and I realised I started to feel better, you know. And here's what happens with most women when they come out of a, a toxic relationship is that they immediately put on weight, which is what I did. I, I put on weight because I was comfort eating. I was just eating um, just to overcome the negative emotions. And basically, and, you know, you're eating. And you want to say that you're eating um, uh, pounds and pounds of food. And also because of all these chemicals, reactions in your body through the depression, you actually put on weight faster. So I started going to the gym and my confidence was boosted because of that. And I started to eat healthy. And I'm, I'm, I've got a very athletic body. And so if I eat a lot of carbohydrates, I put on weight quite a bit. But it's also good. And I, but I also lose very fast. So I would say my advice is exercising. And also um, I started eating the right foods and understanding my body. And most importantly, Fatima, I need to repeat is that through all the emotional trauma that I went through, I needed to understand that I needed to make a decision about what I was going to do with my body, my mental state. And um, I'll repeat again, getting help. And I also joined UN Women. They transformed my life. Joining UN Women made me understand that um, I could overcome every negative situation by helping others. Um, I was, and I would create not only creating change for myself but for others. And I'm now um, empowerment champion for UN Women. I also got to understand that I'm not alone. There are other women out there that are going through emotional, physical abuse, financial abuse. And so by help, by, by, by collaborating with them and helping other women, 
it just made it just, um, you know, I just felt it boosted my confidence. Yeah. So that, that's absolutely amazing. I agree with everything you say in relation to the food and the exercises being um, very, very important when you're obviously a business person, but just for general health anyway and dealing with the things that you were dealing with. Coming back to UN Women, uh, that's United Nations Women? Yes, UN Women, uh, Australia National Committee. Okay. So you're an empowerment champion there. So you mentioned before you you help coach women to successfully make changes in their own life. Can you talk to us a little bit more about what sort of what, what your role entails there and, and what sort of change you're being able to affect by being part of UN Women? Okay, I've been a part of UN Women, uh, the Australian National Committee, and it's strictly a fundraising um, organization where we raise funds for women that are going through domestic violence, globally domestic violence, and, and we also um, work on pro- projects that promote gender equality. Uh, we also work on projects relating to women in conflict zones, and basically women all over the world are going through a lot, and UN Women is also important in educating women and I'm so excited in that I've also been educated to understand what other women are going through around the world like in India how the draconian laws that are there affect women and I'm speaking to the women out there uh, that are going through various issues in your own country you need to understand that you're not alone there are other women that are going through um, similar situations and sometimes we feel are we all alone you're not alone and I would encourage you to get um, hold of um, any help centers in your areas and yeah, speak to someone. The the label or the title empowerment champion is absolutely perfect for what you're describing that you are actually doing at the moment. And much respect again to you for, for what you were doing to help women in the community globally. Hazel, I think it's absolutely amazing. You also mentioned um, when we chatted earlier before we started this recording that you're an international brand ambassador for Zimbabwe, which is your home country. How did that come about? That is I imagine such an honour and also a responsibility to be a brand ambassador for an entire country. Thank you so much, Fatima, for that um, that recognition. Fatima, when I was working with charities in Zimbabwe, um, no one really knew me. And like I said, I was also going through my own um, emotional issues and I decided to focus more on the charities and I did that for about six years. And here's the thing is that I would go into the prisons, I would collaborate with the Ministry of Education, going to the schools, I would also collaborate with the Beloya City Council. So I was doing this for years and I wasn't looking for recognition from anybody. I was doing it because I was passionate about equipping, empowering the women and youth of Zimbabwe. And what happened is that when I moved to Australia, I would go back during the semester breaks and continue to do the work. And basically, they I was recognized by the city of Bulawayo, BBT Trust, and they nominated me. And here I am today as a brand ambassador, international public relations brand ambassador for Zimbabwe. What a wonderful achievement, Hazel. And obviously, you've got a global stage to continue your, your purpose of, of helping women and youth become economically independent and self-sufficient. Now, with all these things that you were doing and these, you've got all these key partnerships. How do you develop key partnerships personally and in business for the people who are entrepreneurs and listening and they're trying to make relationships with with the right people in the industry? What are your keys in relation to making those key relationships and those key connections? Yeah. Well, here's the thing is that um, who you surround yourself with is who you become. You've got to put yourself out there. So if you're into real estate and you want your key partners are having events and they're having conferences, you need to be out there. People 
because if I don't know who you are, how am I going to do business with you? And yeah, and one of the most important things I did when I came to Australia is that I learned how to network. I first got into real estate as a real estate agent, and as a real estate agent, I needed to put myself out there, which meant going to functions, you know, meeting people, putting myself out there. And so you know who your key partners are out there, and you've got to go, you've got to go to the events, find out who they are, and also connect with them on your social media platforms, because and you've got to stick out of the crowd. And how do you stick out of the crowd is that you've got to make sure that in everything that you do from branding yourself, that you're authentic, you're original and being your true self, because there's so many copies out there and key partners are looking for originals. I love all of that. And your social media is absolutely um, amazing. And it does speak to all of that. You know, you, you do stand out. You, you are authentic and you can see it and you can feel it. And you can also see and feel that when people aren't authentic in, in their presence on social media, I believe. Um, some great tips there about networking because I guess some people go out and network, but there's a difference between networking and successfully networking. I mean, there's no point going to events and just having a business card out but not really speaking to people. And from what I have witnessed of yourself um, and myself when we've gone to events together where we've met, you're a great networker. So people get onto Hazel's social media page and look at what she does and replicate some of what she's actually doing on there on Facebook and Instagram, which Hazel, I believe it's Hazel Hazel, Her- Hazel Harrington Official on Instagram. Is that the correct yes, handle? Yes, yeah. at Hazel Harrington Official. Beautiful. And um, on Facebook, they can find you at just Hazel Harrington on Facebook? Yes, they can. Yes. So, guys, listen to what Hazel has just said about being authentic and networking and go and have a look at what she does because she does it really, really well. Hazel, let's talk mentorship and coaching. You obviously coach people and mentor people, but has mentorship and coaching played an important role for you in developing business and personally? Absolutely. Um, when I travelled to Australia, I went back to school, but that was um, basically laying a foundation. But I began to fly when I engaged a business coach with the JT Fox organisation. and. Here's the thing is that, you know, you need someone that sees your potential. You need somebody that believes in you. And I remember going to the JT Fox uh, organization, the very first workshop, and in walks in the founder, JT Fox. And I knew that I was called to nations. I just didn't know how to get there. My university degree is basically going to lectures. They teach you. But he was a coach who would give me a step-by-step process of how I could become um, that global leader we're talking about because uh, I want I wanted to be a global leader, a politician to change and transform lives. But I needed somebody who had been there, you know, and who would take my hand and lead me and guide me. And um, I knew then and then when he started to speak about the nations that he had been to. And this was a, a, a global leader, you know, in terms of business, the, the world's number one wild coach. And I was like, you know what? Who you surround yourself with is who you become. I need to surround myself with um, this organization, its coaches and its founder. And it has transformed my life. I tell you, I've spoken on global platforms around the world in South Africa, spoken to 2,500 entrepreneurs. I've spoken in L.A., Zimbabwe as a keynote speaker. And this year alone, I'll be speaking in and we in June, I'll be speaking um, in seven countries, two I've already announced and the other countries are still to be announced. That's uh, America, Australia, South Africa, Ghana. The, the list is endless. 
and and here it is is that engaging a business coach it has not only transformed my life but as a business coach myself i have a lot of clients um that have that have come through and worked with me and i have created platforms for for them and that's the thing about mentors and coaches they open doors that nobody else can open and you reach your destination faster and i'm so grateful you know that uh, my coach jt fox so my potential believed in me and yeah the sky's the limit thank you for sharing all of that jt is absolutely one of a kind i don't think i've ever come across anyone who works as hard as jt fox so i guess that the key message there is invest in yourself invest in coaches for your business because like Hazel said it opens doors and you get to your destination faster so you know do you want to get there in in three years or do you want to get there in 13 years um this this is something that both Hazel and I agree on um and have a similar viewpoint is in relation to investing in business coaching and personal coaching as well Hazel I want to shift gear just a little bit and talk about with your heavy schedule you said you're going to be speaking in seven countries Yes. Bit, uh, was it June? No, no, no. It's throughout the rest of the, the next six months. Okay. But in different countries. Before we move on to what I had wanted to speak to you about, why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're going to be speaking, what you're going to be speaking about, what the events are that you're speaking at. I know that you're going to be in Portugal later this year. Yes. Uh, Portugal is October. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what's happening is that um, I will be speaking in South Africa with the Empowering Millions Conference. So this is basically a business conference that is going global now. And we are taking this conference all over the world as a global entrepreneur. We'll be in South Africa. We're going to be in Kenya. We're going to be in Rwanda. We're going to take you to the United States of America. So this is a global um, conference. It's for um, entrepreneurs that are looking at starting, growing, exploding their businesses, and it combines faith as well. So um, the target market is um, uh, Christians, anybody that's faith-based, and not to say that unbelievers are not invited, but um, that's our target market. Beautiful. So that that event is going global. Absolutely. And announcements will be coming soon. What I will do is I will um, add the link into the show notes. So if anyone wants to have a look at that, and if you're on that part of the world where Hazel will, will be speaking, you can have a look at what is being offered at that event. So thank you for that, Hazel. I want to speak to you in about relationships, personal relationships when you are traveling all over the world. And you're a mum. So you're a mumpreneur, a global entrepreneur. And do you have a relationship? Are you in a romantic relationship? And if you are, how do you balance this? How do you make it work? <laughs> you know, I usually don't talk about my personal life, but it is important as an entrepreneur to create the balance. Fatima, here's the thing is that um, I have a lot of, um, uh, I would say, suitors, definitely a lot. And basically where I'm at is that I've got um, a great vision and plan that I have for myself. And I'm, I, I don't see myself being the conventional kind of woman that's going to need an ordinary man who wants a stay-at-home mom because I'm a global entrepreneur. I'm basically, yes, I'm out there dating, but the man that I want to be with is the man that will look at me and see me and say, there's my, there's my, there's my girl. Look at her girl, you know, and not limit me because I'm a global leader and my destiny and I've been called to nations and I see myself with somebody who's called to nations and who will shake nations with me, equip and empower people with me. And so 
basically when I look at all my suitors and if none of them meet that criteria, then it's a, it's a no-no. That's so great. I love that, that you have a criteria, especially coming from an unhappy relationship and marriage, because as you, I'm sure, are very aware, we as humans, not as women, have patterns of behavior. So quite often people can remove themselves from an unhealthy and possibly toxic relationship to then go and repeat the cycle. Maybe not as bad, but continue to do that with something you haven't done. I want to ask you, the work that you have done on yourself professionally in terms of coaching, personally and business, do you think that has helped you to become stronger and get a lot more clear on what it is that you want and don't want in your life in relation to a relationship so you don't fall back into that same old cycle? I love your question. And um, and I'm going to answer it speaking to all the women listening right now. You know, when it comes to relationships, you want to be with somebody, number one, that wants you to succeed. You don't want to be with somebody that um, doesn't want you to walk in your purpose and destiny and wants you to focus on them only. So that's number one. You need somebody that believes in you, that wants you to succeed. And um, number two is in relationships, you're not supposed to be competing. You know, you, you, your partners, you won, you know. And, you know, where there's no unity and where people are divided, the home can't stand. So you need to be united. And what's important is that you need somebody that loves you unconditionally. We're talking about love, whether you're fat or slim. Somebody loves you for who you are. Somebody who who knows how to love you and talk to you properly, you know. You don't want somebody that's uh, negative. A big put-off for me is somebody, if I tell you that, oh, I've got this vision and dream, because I'm, I'm a great visionary. And would tell me that I can't do something. You're telling me I can't do something. I had, I had one guy, uh, he, was, he, he wanted, to, um, wanted me to go on a date with him and we were talking over the phone and I was extremely busy and I, I just told him what I was doing and what I was believing for. And he told me I couldn't do it. And I was like, why would I want to go on a date with somebody who doesn't believe that I can achieve anything? And here it is, is that my experience traveling global, globally, the exposure, um, meeting different men, understanding different cultures, is very, very important. And as a global entrepreneur, I'm not limited in choice either. I absolutely love all of that. And what I would like to add is, I guess, what you're already saying, but in different words, is have high standards. Know your standards. Do you do you have a list? I know, I mean, you do have a list, obviously, because you've just spoken about it, but do you have a written list, Hazel? Uh, here it is, is that what I do is that before I even uh, go on a date with anyone and or even before I even say yes, is is that number one? Um, I'm I'm very when I say spiritually is that I was raised um, in, in church and number one he's got to love God because I believe that if a man is in tune with God is that he's is his nature to um, be faithful and his nature to love me unconditionally will come through his connection with the Father and so that's a I mean I I I'm definitely attracted to a man who loves God you know and. That's a huge plus for me. Number two, he's got to have a vision and a mission and a plan. I cannot be with somebody who is, is looking to me to lead him and guide him and to help him where he's going to. And he doesn't even understand who he is. You know what I mean? He's got to know who he is, have a purpose, have a plan. And you know what I mean? And, and yes, I'll help him there. And uh, number three is that he's got to be a provider. Is that we've got a lot of women that are getting into relationships and the relationships are so toxic because he's not a provider. And I know a lot of people will, 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 are not going to understand the next thing I'll say that even biblically, before a man um, even decided that he was going to uh, be, uh, be married to a woman, 
he knew that he had to get the dowry ready. He had to be a provider and getting into marriages and get into relationships before you can even provide for the woman, let alone have children, is something that I, I, I'm not, I don't believe in. And then um, number four is that you've got to have somebody that's family orientated. Success is just not about money. Family is important. Yeah, and those are just some of my top lists. Absolutely love that you've got a list. I personally will admit that I do have a list. I have a written list of what is important to me in a relationship so that I do not return to toxic relationships. And it's not about necessarily ticking boxes. It's all about having standards for myself. And I have that, whether it be in personal relationships, whether it be friendships, business relationships, and around how I take care of my own my own health, my standards and expectations for that. Thank you, Hazel, so much for sharing that. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening and you are single, not in a relationship, I suggest that you take Hazel's advice on board in relation to, to having a list. I think it's really, really important and also having standards. Look at how you can raise your standards for yourself in your life because if you aren't going to have high standards for yourself, who else is going to have high standards for you? You know, If you don't do it for yourself, who else is going to do it for you? Hazel, it's been so wonderful having you on the show today and sharing candidly so much about your life and what you're out there doing. Is there anything that you would like to share with us, with the audience, before we end this interview? Yes, there is. Um, basically, what I've learned and the advice I want to give right now is that there are a lot of women that are in businesses and in relationships that they're not happy with. In business, you've just started this business because you've seen X, Y, Z doing it or, okay, it's making you money and you're not walking in your purpose. When you're walking in your purpose, and you, that's when you get the greatest satisfaction and when you're transforming lives. And that's the advice I want to give is that you need to ask yourself, why are you in that business? Why are you in that relationship? If there's anything you've learned from uh, my interview today is that it's time to do a rain check on your relationships, on why you're in that business. And, you know, it's, it's okay to start again. Get the courage and admit to yourself to say, you know what, this is not working. Let me try again. Let me get a business coach. Let me speak to someone. That's my advice for you today. Thank you so much, Hazel. So much good advice in this entire interview and just in that last minute as well. Thank you for spending the time with us and until next time. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I truly hope you have found it beneficial and have taken some value from it. Hopefully a lot. If you did, please, please share this show with anyone you feel may need to hear it. I would also absolutely love if you would take a minute or two to review this show on iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever platform you happen to be listening to it on. With your help, we can accomplish my mission to positively impact 10 million lives. That would be so awesome. Now, if you want to connect with me or my guests on other platforms, or if you want to send me an email with questions or ideas of guests to interview, please check out the show notes. I am so incredibly grateful to have had your time today. And I can't wait to have you on the next episode. Have a great day.